Hi, welcome to Someone Else's Movie, the original podcast where an actor, writer, director, or nebulous industry figure gives a little love to a movie they didn't make. I'm Norm Wilner, senior film writer for Now Magazine, and this is The Other Thing I Do. My guests this week are Michael Pugliese and Prem Singh, who are the screenwriters and co-stars of Tiger, a film that dramatizes the story of Pardeep Nagra, a Sikh boxer whose refusal to shave his beard to satisfy the requirements of the Canadian Amateur Boxing Association led to a court case that ruled in favor of his faith. Singh plays Nagra in the film, with Pugliese as rival fighter Brian Doyle. The film is in theaters across Canada and the U.S. right now. Michael and Prem went with Rocky, the 1976 drama that turned unknown writer and lead Sylvester Stallone into a bona fide movie star. You know the story. Heavyweight champion Apollo Creed wants some publicity, so unknown Philadelphia pug Rocky Balboa gets a shot at the title, just as he falls for a gentle pet shop clerk played by Talia Shar. It's an intimate little picture that found spectacular critical and popular success, scoring 10 Oscar nominations and winning three for Best Picture, Best Director for John G. Avildsen, and Best Film Editing for Richard Halsey and Scott Conrad, and launching a franchise that's still running after 42 years. It's also, obviously, an inspiration to Michael and Prem, and they apparently peer pressured each other into bringing it onto the podcast. Works for me. This is someone else's movie. Well, I had to follow him. I had to copy what he had to pick. So he's like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Blame me. Everything. Let's blame no, it's, like, it's so iconic, right? You have, well, for us filmmakers, we we like to look at Sly and see that uh, he wrote the script too, right? And he had a fight to be it. And he was like living out of his car. He's like, and he believed in the story uh, just as much as we believed in Tiger. And I think even just watching Sly now and seeing what he's doing with the whole trilogy, it's unbelievable. And for us, it's like we, we really wanted to do something like that for Tiger as well. We followed Sly and we wanted to, you know, him and like even Damon and Affleck, but yeah, these guys yeah. like are paving the, the way. Right. Um, so making the film, I think, is, is another reason why we picked Rocky, but that's it's your it's our favorite, one of our favorite movies. Ooh, it's one of our favorite, yeah, it's one of our favorite films. I mean, just to know what he went through personally and what he went through, you know, he was inspired by Chuck Wepner's uh, story, yeah, right, yeah. of going 15 rounds with Ali and he did such a, I think he, you know, such a fantastic job. But for someone who's not in the business, wasn't seasoned, wasn't trained, right. you know, it's it gives like other filmmakers kind of that. Well, you know, if I'm not trained and I still love the business and I'm not perfect at my craft <clears throat> or I'm excelling in my craft, does it mean I shouldn't do it? Right. And as actors, you go to auditions and you get a bunch of rejections and you question yourself is this really for me? Should I be doing this? Maybe I'm not talented enough. And sometimes all it takes is the role either you create or that comes your way. And for guys like Stallone, for guys like Ben and Matt, those roles weren't coming, so they created it. Yeah, and it's... The the thing you were saying about how he wasn't trained... Oh, People always forget, I certainly forget from time to time, that Stallone wasn't a boxer. He was an actor who wrote a movie about a boxer and then had to become a boxer. That's right. So that's a... Really, like a, a a terrifying. We were just talking before we started about my own OCD, but his compulsion to build himself up over over and over again for the Rocky movies and to be like in Rocky, I think it's in four when his muscles are just like insanely yeah oily, yeah, yeah. When he's like it's a tra- it's like a it's cross the between the Russian right? yeah, yeah where yeah. he's like Rambo meets Rocky yeah, yeah he has like a fill light for his abs and it's yeah. just all really precise and and sculpted oiled up yeah, yeah. it's it's 
it's amazing to think that that was less than a decade after the first movie where he's still like he's muscled but he looks like a person he looks like a that's right a, a, a guy but it's also right. cool because you see him as a as a boxer growing into the sport because sure. when he's first starting into this league he's an amateur not am, he's still pro, I guess a pro fighter because he, yeah. he's facing Creed uh, in, the, in the first uh, the first film but yeah, he's, he's, he's not. not as he's not as developed yeah he and doesn't then, have the time to work out and train it, the same way it. he's not taking it as serious but the moment he starts taking it serious then you really see the progression in Rocky in Sly's body yeah. and the way he moves in the ring mm-hmm. and the way he he's handles himself he's the champ now so it's uh, it's uh, look I, I think if you ask anybody about any of the Rockies they're all gonna know what it's about and, and what it is right so it's such an iconic film yeah so, all of them really well, what was your first experience of it? When did you guys first see a saw, Rocky movie? I saw it late. I saw it very late. I saw yeah. it in my 20s. Yeah. And everybody knew about it. Right. But to really sit down and understand um, the the struggles and to understand what the character is going through, you know, after spending years in acting class and, and, and really looking at that, you try to go back and you try to look at iconic films. And one of the first films I picked was Rocky just because I just loved I kind of liked boxing growing up and mm. we both have been fans of the fight game and, and when I saw it and I was like it's not a boxing film this is unbelievable yeah it's funny how little boxing there really is in the first one I, right. I, I showed it to um, uh, let's see, like 10 years ago maybe even longer uh, Kate's niece and nephew were over from Australia and they just wanted to hang out and watch a movie in our basement in the, in the old apartment which had a, a similar large screen mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to watch Rocky because I think Rocky Balboa had just come out and they had never seen the original and oh, okay. yeah, I hadn't yeah, seen yeah. it in a good 15 years probably and I was struck by just how small and subtle it is and, and you know it's got the rousing musical montages and the training sequences and, <clears throat> and Bill Conti's powerful powerful themes but it it's very sparing about them it doesn't it doesn't push the the sports angle really it's yeah, it about show it down your throat. yeah it's just like a little love story that's, that's right it. and then also there's some boxing yeah that's it but that's what, and yeah. we tried to make the same kind of with tiger too like tiger is this this boxing story mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the undertone it's really like a boy becoming a man and having to find himself and love himself before he can love others and that's something like rocky number one too right like yeah. sly had to really find himself that's right before he could start getting good in the ring right. before he you know, or get that support from Adrian. That's right. That, you know what I mean? To believe in himself. That's right. So, I mean, I yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, so I, there, there's very sim- similarities between yeah. Tiger and... The more we yeah. talk about it. The more that... I hope not. Oh, <laughs> God, I hope it's not... Oh, well, it's comparing it to Rocky. And it's like you can... Like people... We, we get like people asking us, oh, do you compare it to Creed or do you compare sure, it to Rocky? Yeah. And What's the elevator pitch? How that's right. It and, and it's like... That movie, Rocky, is on... A shelf on a league of its own. It is one of the first boxing films. The Fighter. Um, you cannot compare movies like that. You can't compare Raging Bull. You can't compare sure, these yeah. type of uh, fight uh, boxing films to Rocky, because there's just it's not really a boxing film. But because the franchise has made it into this big, yeah, boxing yeah. film. Now it's Rocky's like that. But if you, I urge anybody. If you're watching Creed, go back and watch the first Rocky. Yeah, you'll for be, sure. You'll be sure. very shocked to see how it's this indie film that basically, yeah, it's, it's an yeah. it's an independent it's... film with a lot of heart. And Rocky two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to Creed are studio franchise picks. So it's like Rocky's alone, and then two, three, four, five are all just big budget 
Yeah, it's studio films. It's kind of fascinating watching the property pass back and forth, like through, because uh, you know, in 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 three and four, he's chasing <clears throat> like a slicker level of production with the the music montages that are now pop songs, and then in five, after uh, you know, they decided to roll it back, and Rocky has brain damage, and it's going to be a smaller right. film, but it's still it's still on, so he's still kind of tacks back in the direction of the big fight and the big payoff. Uh, emotionally, if not like in terms of that, where the where the where the oh, sorry where the belt goes, right? Um, and then in Creed, Ryan Coogler throws it all out, and it's in like it's ingenious. You're coming at this legend as a legend from the point of view of someone who's never seen it, never experienced it, only knows these stories That's as right. stories. That's right. And then in Creed Two, Coogler's not available, so Stallone writes it. And it's another Rocky movie. Like, it, it is Rocky Eight. Yeah. It's all about Rocky's legacy coming back to haunt this other kid. That's right. Which again. I get it, but yeah, the first Rocky is this strange, pure little movie. He doesn't even spoiler. He doesn't even win. Like yeah, he gets right. to be a person. He that's gets right. to lose with honor, right? That's like right. that's the whole point. That's yeah. right. And and you learn a lot about yourself if you lose, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's an even bigger test is how you bounce back from that, and then to see him in the in the second and the third one bounce back from it and become this champion. Yeah. That's inspirational, to say the least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first film is clearly written from hunger, right? Like, it's a guy trying to show everything he can do, and he puts all the emotional range into it. That's right. And he finds... And, and with, you know, with Talia Shire, he's got this amazing acting partner who is... Um, it's 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 funny. I was thinking about Talia Shire uh, watching Shape of Water, of all things, because so much of, of that movie is people acting with and for Sally Hawkins because they have to express the things she can't movie. say, right? Also good. Yeah, and and here I realize with Rocky, yeah, Talia Shire's doing that for Stallone because he's like he's a smart enough writer to give her the harder emotional stuff. Yeah, because she has to come out of her shell yeah, and, yeah, and connect. Sorry. And there's all this this kind of footwork going on between the two of them, and she's carrying most of the scenes because she's you know she's in The Godfather, she's a seasoned actor at this point, and he can he can trust her. And I I still don't know if that was Stallone or John Avildsen casting her that that made that work because you think about who else was acting at that time like the other actors who would have maybe been in a movie like Rocky and they're all powerhouses yeah they would have blown him like they just would yeah, have yeah, right. him that's right. right and she's this sort of gentle presence who who takes what he's got and gives it back to him and yeah I, and, and in the end right it, her love is more important than the championship trying, like that's that's, right. that's the movie because it's a love story really it's, that's what it is yeah. boxing's like the undertone yeah. That's right. So I, yeah, this I think the franchise turned it into something what it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's I, cool to even see that evolve, right? Yeah. To see something so small become this this beautiful thing, right? Like you said, I haven't watched the the newest Creed, but it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it, it's fine. Yeah. It's not it's not the first Creed. Like it's not. It's Rocky Eight. It really is. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, it's way more interested in old rivalries you know the man who killed um, that's right Apollo Creed. Creed yeah the man who killed Donnie's father is now yeah. trained his son to fight Donnie and it's like okay but wh- why are we doing this yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. do we as an audience have to be here that's right it's because Stallone wants to tie up all the loose ends and, and it's not bad but it's really interesting to see what happens when he gets his hands back on the property that isn't his anymore and and how he, how he, how he around. yeah, how he's trying to steer it, even though it's no longer his story, and it's not, like it's not a, a it's not being dismissive of of the Creed storyline. It's just that it all has to sort of be about Rocky's past instead of Donnie's. Creed, yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, it's still worth seeing. Michael B. Jordan's amazing, and Tessa yeah, Thompson's awesome. great, and and still I heard is... the chemistry between the two is awesome. They're wonderful together. Yeah. They were great in the first one, and now there's something deeper going on, yeah. which which actually really really works for the story. And uh, and we just we spend time in the world, uh, not enough time in Philly, because uh, the last you know, like the first Creed is all about going figuring out where home is. That's right. Right. And so this one's really more in L.A. but and Russia in the end. But uh, yeah, there's still like. I, I can't deny. I saw it with an audience. They were invested in it way more than I was because they're they didn't oh, they didn't know who the actor was who played uh, who played Stallone, who played Rocky's kid in, in Rocky Balboa. And so when he shows oh. up at the end in this one, which you know because they talk about him for the whole movie, it's like of course he's going to be there, right? But people were stunned at who it is because it's uh, spoiler, it's uh, it's Mila Ventimiglia who oh, from, uh, from now he's super this famous is, for this, this is, is us, us, right? But he was playing him in uh, in Rocky Balboa ten years. Oh ago. yeah, and was that him? Everybody forgot. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh yeah. my god! At the time, it was a big deal because he was on Heroes, which is like totally down the memory hole now yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah. but he's also oh, wow. the, the yeah. perfect actor to put against Stallone because they kind of have that facial thing and they... so he was in it he came to the end yeah yeah he oh, shows wow. up that's awesome I figure Creed 2's been out for a few weeks we can talk yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's um, but yeah none of this would have happened without the first film and for sure. as you said like you wouldn't have seen any of this coming from no. that original movie it's just such a, yeah. a small different film we <laughs> And that's why, and that's why, when when people look at and what whatever whatever they have to say about any of the, any of the, the the films, these franchise mm-hmm. uh, films of Rocky, you always have to go back to the first one and see why it turned into what it turned into. Yeah. Instead of judging what, well, I didn't like this movie because it was like this and like this, and they should have done this. Well, go back and watch the first one, right. and kind of. It's understand like, where the heart of the whole franchise lies. Yeah, it's like the purest execution. That's, that's right. right. So, um, but I mean, was there an overt influence? You said that you know, like it's on a pedestal. But did you, while you're while you're writing, while you're developing, Tiger, is there stuff in there that you sort of fell back on, or like, is there stuff in Rocky that you can't avoid? Yeah, uh, you you can't avoid. Uh, it's the you know he ruined it for a lot of boxing films, <laughs> and I think I think one of the things he did is that every boxing movie has heart. You can't eliminate that. Then it's just there's no substance, you know. So I mean, when you see when we wanted to do Tiger, we also wanted to give it a lot of heart, just in telling a different style of story, and to kind of inspire others to kind of stand up for what they believe in, you know. So I mean, we with with Stallone, he was trying to the element of trying to find himself right. was was one aspect of it, and that's also Pardeep's aspect of trying to find himself. But this is a guy that's living in a country in a place where is alienating him because they think he's changing the sport because he won't change. And I think that that is um, that's very frustrating for somebody who is born and raised in the country that's uh, studied in the same school that had a diverse group of friends, never had these type of issues, maybe been bullied, but still not changing who they are. And I think that that that's the separation between what Tiger is versus what Rocky is, because you have this guy who is has the exact same amount of heart, that it has the exact same amount of aggression, the exact same amount of frustration and passion, but he's just someone completely different. And when we were writing this, you couldn't avoid those, you know, those elements of heart in a boxing film. Because yeah. we did watch. I remember when we were watching all the Rockies, we watched. Raging Bull, we were watching The Fighter. Yeah. And I think we got 
inspired and we grabbed little pieces here and little pieces there and tried to incorporate you know the the really inspirational parts of the film into tiger sure i mean you you can't oh who was danny boyle when he made sunshine uh the the film about the trip into the sun um said that they were trying not to do aliens so hard that they ended up writing drafts of it that were so not alien that they weren't anything uh, and that he said you keep coming back when you look at the structure of this this genre it's always three things there's a ship there's a crew there's a signal and with rocky it's like there's a there's a challenge there's a romance there's a goal and they're not the same thing but yeah tiger has uh, it, they all, yeah, you're right. They all have a same, the same trajectory because they all have to end up in the ring. That's they right. all have to end up with somebody fighting for something. That's and right. Whether they choose to box for it or talk for it, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, and that's the same challenge. You imagine if you know you do Tiger and there's no final fight. Yeah. And the credits roll <laughs> when she says yes, you can. You know, you can. You win, and that's it. We, we cut it there. Now, well, we're not like a boxing film anymore. Sure. Right. Yeah. And it's like. But what are you? We had them. What are you now? So yeah. oh, so now you. Well, here's what the problem was with the film. They missed the final fight. There should have been a final fight. <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> you know, well, so. and you don't do the thing. I mean, you have the scenes in front of commissions. You have right. you have the big trial scenes, which is the other big thing everybody does in biopics, where you find right. a way to end it with a big speech. Right. Yes. That that somehow sums up this person's entire life and also the movie's point. And it's really hard to do that well. Um, like the one I always think about is because uh, it was fiction and David Mamet could get away with it with the verdict that you don't see the verdict come down. You see the speeches, but you don't actually have the big scene with the big applause, with the big reward. You mm-hmm. just have uh, Paul Newman's character hear what's like there's a question from the jury that explains everything without actually going right. into it. And then you're like, oh, that's that's brilliant. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see the verdict. It doesn't matter because he did it. He, he fought his way through. It would be like not knowing what the decision is at the end of Rocky. You need to hear that he right. wins or loses. But you also know by that point that he doesn't that it doesn't matter. That's not the most important thing in the film. And we want to try to make that come across with Tiger as well because the boxing aspect in that final fight really isn't the important part of it. It was being accepted and loving himself for who he is yeah and I think that's an important story that we're trying to tell with it yeah you could almost get away with going like having him step into the ring because he's already been validated he's allowed to go but Mm -hmm. yeah it's a boxing movie you need to see the fight that's it you need to see him prove himself after he's been let in the door that's right right that's right so how do you how do you approach that in a way that isn't a rocky like did you were there moments where you were trying to steer away when you saw the traps of of just imitation yeah i think i think we uh, the first couple of drafts were like heavily into boxing yeah like we there was a lot of boxing flashbacks and yeah it was like a was a really big boxing piece and i I think because we were so inspired by the rockies and these Mm -hmm. type of movies but the moment we started getting other team members around us and kind of helping us navigate through this story and picking away at the boxing and bringing in like the the the, the struggle he was having in the ring and with his identity, mm-hmm. that's when I think we started. Okay, you know what? Maybe we should start pulling away some of this boxing. Start adding in, you know, a lot of this these true inspirational times that Party went through. Yeah. Was there a point when you knew you had it? When you found like your ideal formula? I don't think we. I don't think we ever felt that we had it. Oh, I think even up until today, we're like, ah, oh, man, that scene. <laughs> yeah, we could have done this. Yeah. Maybe we would have changed that. And but like, we had calls with Alistair, because Alistair's from Australia, too. And he, 
because you were mentioning somebody else came from Australia. In the oh, my, uh, yeah, niece and nephew. Your niece and nephew. The, the, first, the first audience for Rocky. Where, where, where from Perth. Perth. I think he's from yeah. Melbourne, maybe just north. I think it's northeast around the, uh, the it, island. It's a huge island. Massive. I don't pretend. And it's all desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just know they're not near the outback because I got laughed at when I asked if yeah, yeah. No, but we would have calls, with three, four-hour calls with him yeah. uh, before going to camera, and he would help us navigate through the script, the, the screenplay and the story and the arcs and the... You know the character development, character development, um, and all that kind of stuff. He really the acts. Yeah, he really took time to kind of structure it, help us structure it. He really took time to kind of uh, guide us through this vision he had for each of our characters, mm-hmm. and that was something that um, you know really really helped shape the movie. And then we had more trust in the script, right? Yeah. Because he came and he was giving his expertise and. And then Alistair was kind. Of, it was kind of giving us validation that okay, maybe we're on the right path, and maybe this is this this does yeah. have the full you know story, and yeah. we're coming across as something important here. Yeah, it's always weird, kind of wondering with the Rocky movies just how much Stallone learned from Affleck. I mean, obviously he hadn't come back to do Rocky Five, so there there yeah. was a trust there, but you know you you hear every story about how protective he was of the script and how he absolutely wouldn't sell it unless he could star in it and have some creative control and then to not be able to direct himself because they were never going to let him do that for no. the first movie. Uh, but then to do two, three, and four, and they're all so kind of slick. They're weird. They're like, they get away from what Rocky was and it's his own hand on the tiller, which is just such a weird thing to realize. It's like, oh, he's maybe not his own best. And then you see Creed and it's like, no, he's not his own best director. He needs mm. somebody else who can understand what he can do. And that's mm-hmm. in Rocky and that's in Creed. And, uh, yeah, do you, I mean, was there, was there a, a nervousness in, in also acting in the script that worrying about that same thing, losing control? A hundred percent. Of course there's nervousness. I mean, uh, from our perspective, we haven't, like, this is our, our biggest work till date. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, you can't say we have a boatload of experience. We just trained and we worked extremely hard on these characters, uh, not just writing them, but just like performing them and working with our coach Marvin Hins from Toronto um, you know really breaking down these characters and you know Mike does you know, he, he puts on a you know he a great New York accent you know really pushing the limits and challenging ourselves there's this big responsibility especially we're, we're taking one man's life story and we're not you know we're doing in our best interest to make a great film out of it and you know hopefully it is well received by people and that is going to give him that validation to say, well, look, there's this brand new guy named Prem Singh who wanted to play me. You know, I'm sure deep down inside he's thinking of, well, you know, I I hope he really does, you know, justice. I hope these guys can really tell my story. And, you know, yeah, so there was this a lot of nervousness. and But at the same time, I think we had, um, we had a lot of trust, too, in the people that we had around us. So although we were nervous, mm-hmm. because this was like our first major film and all this kind of stuff, but we... We had trust in Alistair Grierson, who directed this thing. We had trust in the crew and the rest of the cast to help bring us to where we kind of needed to be. Yeah. So although there was nerves, I think, definitely nerves, Yeah. It, we were calm once we had our team around us, and I think it, it helped yeah. us navigate you know, on set and our characters. And Marvin came out to set, and That's right. he helped us break That's down right. the script. And That's right. So I realized I never even asked, have you run into Stallone at any point? Have you? No. No. What would you ask him? Now, having made your boxing picture, knowing what you know. Wow. Well, what I is there just, yeah, is there just one question? I mean, is Probably there, not. Yeah. 
They probably. Yeah, I, I would probably much. just be like this, speechless. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> that's the loan. But I, I, I think you know what I would ask. Him? What I'd would ask you ask? Him? I would say, um, from where you've come from to today, what is your outlook on life? Just in general. Also, not even about the butthole box. No, not, 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 not necessarily about that. It's just from where you were, what you wanted. Yeah, that's a good question. Getting, technically, he wanted to star in it. He wanted to be a big success. Um, you know, he's he got, got an Oscar for yeah. it. And look at, like, it's, it's, in, it's in history. It's in cinematic. He's a part of cinematic history. What is his outlook on the industry, on the business, about himself today? Yeah, and that's one thing I would I would I would ask him. That's a great. I, that's a great. <laughs> no, but like. The, no, it is. It is. I wonder what he'd say. Right. He would, I don't. I think he wouldn't know what to say, man. Yeah. But you think about it, like you. It's a, it's a somebody coming from nothing. Not many people can say that they come from nothing, and he is where he is today. Like I understand you audition, but look, this guy wasn't even getting roles. Yeah, no, he built this for himself. Yeah. Really, I mean, <clears throat> he know? sat down and wrote it, and no True. one. Like, I, yeah, we already kind of covered it, but nobody really gave him any credit for writing all the other characters, right? Like Mickey, like he created Burgess Meredith's character. Yeah, he yeah, created, yeah, yeah. Uh, Polly, these are characters who don't go away. Yeah, that's right. He, he made sure that that um, Apollo Creed wasn't just a Muhammad Ali knockoff, and Carl Weathers right. did a lot to give him life. But that's right. like, it's all on the page before you start. And, and for a guy that has, I can't say he has a boatload of writing experience. Well, no, not then, no. Right. I mean, now you can always tell a, a Stallone script because he kind of streamlines everything and the dialogue right. is really, really simple. Right. But watching Rocky again, you just realize just how much of it is simply conversation and people trying to understand each it's other. It's a lot of heart. And communicate. It's a lot of heart. Yeah. There's, a lot of heart. There's a lot of heart. That's passion. right. That's awesome. What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I put my thumb down. Like, uh, there's, there's, we don't have that anymore. There's not a lot of heart. And I think people are trying to look for that validation and trying to look for other ways of being creative which is I think is fine but mm-hmm. like to create a screenplay and to create a movie it I to me personally I think it's it's a it's it's so I don't even know what the word is but it's so like you feel great when you can kind of create something uh, for people to enjoy right you know? Yeah, you're telling a story that hadn't been told before. Like, I think that's basically it. When you put something yeah. down on paper, you, you are literally creating it. That's right. right. But with, yeah, what you're saying about heart, I think this year we're kind of seeing a return of earnestness in a weird way. It's in, it's like, it's in Bradley Cooper's Star is Born. It's in right. Green Book. And I think it's just the space for the actors to find the scenes and breathe and, and be in the moment. And people respond to that. And that's what's in Rocky. Like, Rocky is... It, yeah, it's practically an indie film. It's pra- you could do it now as a mumblecore picture if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. it's basically about people who are struggling to express themselves, and that's as universal as a story gets. It just also has, you know, a sports narrative underneath it that you that's can right. root for. That's right. And it's got that still that, you know, um, it, you would say that just the average moviegoer would go and say, okay, well, I'm going to go watch it. So, like, you, you could give them a film like Rocky and say, well, what would you say what kind of film Rocky is? And everybody have a different answer mm-hmm. on what a film is. Some people say romance. Some people say it's a boxing film. Some people... So it's just so amazing how one person can create something and everybody has different takes on it. And I wonder what his take is on it. I wonder... I wonder... He must if be... If I ask... That's a great question. See? What, yeah. what kind of film is Rocky to you? 
Oh, I think he'd probably just say, oh, it's the best picture. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's a look. really... Yeah, the I trick is to only talk out of one side of your mouth. Oh, my God. It shapes the same telling you. Oh. I worked on it. I feel like I just spoke to Stallone. Thanks. You'll get there. It's fine. Sorry. I've also had 30 years of making fun of him. Oh, wow. No, it's like, I think he... It succeeded so far beyond his... I mean, everybody says they don't think they're going to win prizes and stuff, but I think you can also kind of feel that in a movie, if you write yourself a movie about a guy who goes for the world championship and loses, you kind of think it's going to get you something else. Yeah. And still succeeded beyond his wildest dreams and and launched his career and the franchise. I, I think he would honestly see it as like... I don't know. I think he thinks it's... I think he knows it's the best thing he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also kind of must hurt because it's been 40 odd years of not doing another one not making another film as good as that right and like how, how do you yeah you chase it, it forever that? yeah and now we get uh Rambo 5 apparently yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's nice that he can just blow some shit up man I'm just worried he's gonna have a stroke at this point <laughs> oh just from all God. the flexing I just he doesn't look well like part of <laughs> part of Creed 2 is that he's recovering from the character's recovering from leukemia so he's allowed to look a little bad but then you just think oh no he went off and made an Expendables movie right after that can't be good for him oh my God. it can't be good for his body but the um, the first movie like and this, and yeah, most of the sequels they're pretty watchable right like you, yeah, you can come back to them for for the warmth of, of the character. And, and that's the, the other thing about Creed was reminding us just like not only how how good a character Rocky Balboa is, but how good an actor Sloan can be when someone right. else kind of nudges him and makes him do it. That's right. He's, yeah. yeah. He's, no, he's, he's, he's amazing. I could watch, I could watch, uh, like on these marathons, I could watch Rocky 1 or Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky, uh, back to back without, yeah. it, with like, without yeah. a hesitation. Yeah. It's not many, of, not many films you could really do. It's that. kind of like you, you're doing your, you're doing something, and then you, it's on, and you just go like this. Yeah, yeah. you're like totally just fixated. Yeah. Oh, just, I hope he wins this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I saw Rocky. I stumbled across Rocky Balboa on cable, maybe two, just after Creed came out. I guess it was back in the circulation, right. and I watched about an hour of it, just going, "This is really good." Like yeah. He, he understood everything that worked about the character and yeah. found a way to tell that story again, and and. Have the, and have the boxing sequences be amazing because they're um, the they get slicker and then they get more ragged and then he shot Rocky Balboa with digital cameras like little flyweight ones and just you're right in the ring and then Coogler builds on that with Creed you That's can right. see him responding to stuff and and yeah. developing and our stunt coordinator with Ty, uh, with Tiger Mark Delisandro he was a stunt coordinator for all the Rockies he's actually oh. Sly's uh, stand-in okay so when he came to set he was showing us all the tricks and all the you know, behind the scene kind of stuff that that Rocky, that Sly was doing with all the Rockies. So we, we would kind of work with him. We would have to pick his brain. Yeah, what's that like? I mean, what does he know? Cool. He knows he like a, he never he's been yeah. hitting the head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a stunt double. He's but, a stunt double. No, he just uh, you know a couple of the secrets with the with the gloves and how they kind of act. And Sly's like an awesome guy. How they fa- how did he find Sly? He was they were in like an elevator or something. And he loves telling that story, Mark. Oh my god! Uh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I found Sly. You know, I was in an elevator, and I just went up to him, and I said, "You're just missing the rice spitting." Yeah, I know the rice spitting. And I just went up to him and said, "Hey, look, man, I look like you." And he looks exactly like, yeah. like so Sly. Yeah, he looks. And like Sly him. went up to him. And he's like, you know, you yeah, you you do. And you want to do the voice, don't you? I do, but I just don't want to. I don't want to see it in your eyes. And and that was it. And then he became, I think, the, one of the first Rambo's. He became Sly's. Uh, 
stand in and, and stunt double, yeah. and then he became the fight coordinator for the rest of the Rockies. Okay. And, and so, I, I we haven't got to Mickey Rourke yet, who's also you know, like played some memorable physical roles right, yeah. fighters. Um, so is that something else? Like as an acting partner, he's giving you stuff that like it's on the screen. There's some there's some strange energy with with Mickey Rourke and his That's dog right. and the stuff going on, but. Did he have any like tips for physical stuff? Any any idea of how to how to work? Well, no. when we first met him in Thing, oh, uh, on set. Okay, yeah. When we first mm-hmm. met him, when we found him at uh, the boxing club, we could, like waited for him to like show up, and we uh, we were talking for like we had a, we talked him for like an hour, and he was just telling us what and how to get ready for these roles in the boxing way, not yeah, really yeah, so yeah. much acting. But how to actually just physically but look. More about training? More about training and how to physically look and feel like a boxer. He's like, lift your shirt, let me see your abs. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? What am I about right now? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, no, but he's like, he just, he's basically to be physically ready and fit for for the role. But on set, he just came and did his thing. He's method. Very method. Like, yeah. he wasn't really talking about characters and stuff like that. He just came and... He, he never told us how to, you know, do... How to how to play us or any, any tips? Right. He came and he and he was focused on himself and he does. I think he does, you know, a fantastic job yeah. in the film playing this guy. It's Mickey. You know, Mickey left acting to become a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's like you can't get more real than someone trying to portray a coach and and he wasn't. You know, he wasn't this. We didn't even wanted to write him like this inspirational. <clears throat> coach mm-hmm. that is going to you know give this big speech about um um you know you got to do this and yeah. you know it's about you tiger and all that stuff he talked more about him and how pardeep can learn from him and his mistakes and his, and his mis- past yeah that felt pretty real mm-hmm. like it felt like and that's what he i think he didn't maybe say that to us uh face to face as like mickey worked to prime single michael he said it from his character to Pardeep. Mm-hmm. And I think which is why he stayed, he was very isolated, and like everybody stayed away. And and when he would come to set, he was ready to play. And in, in the scene you see in the trailer, he hits me in the face when I walk into the gym the first time. And that's not planned. That's not scripted. That's okay. not written. That's Mickey. And when he hit me the first time, I was like, oh my... And his... That was... It was very hard <laughs> it's very hard and when you don't see it coming no you get a real reaction you get a real reaction yeah. out of it and this eye uh, you just see these little stars and I'm like wow He and then I said to myself okay if he wants to play like this he wants me to do something I'm not going to do it I want to see how far he's going to take it and then he kept doing it and I said you know what this is enough I'm going to pass out any moment now so then uh, that so th- th- these little things that mm-hmm. he brings out of you as an actor, even a great scene he has with Michael, he, he he like he smashes the cup, and when Michael he just Mike he's, he's really good he stuck stayed in it, but the minute it was done, Mike's like oh my god I think I pissed him off. <laughs> and it was, Everybody was like because it wasn't planned like we didn't plan. Uh, did you get a chance to yeah, watch yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. So this, when he smashes the glass, <clears throat> that's not written in, right? So that's just him So it's reacting. also not a stunt glass. It's a real glass. It's yeah. real. Like, we were like, I think it was like one of my mother's mugs. Like, 
I gave him like a, that one else. That's why I Merry Christmas. So. But we got uh, so he just smashes his mug and nobody's expecting that. But yeah. it's so method. It's because it's that's his reaction. I guess in that moment, he was just so fed up with it. He threw the glass. But uh, we're still in. We're still locked in. And then when we when uh, Alistair says cut, Mickey goes off to his room and everyone's like, like really quiet on set. They're like everyone's like looking around. They're like. Okay, are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, is everyone okay? Like, yeah. Everyone okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you get a chance to go talk to Mickey afterwards, you're just we're just kind of exchanging like how awesome that scene was and, and and so on. But he was he came and he did his thing. He really came and he was just really focused. Yeah, it's just I'm always fascinated by the way people who've sort of been there and done this stuff before in a different context respond to a new, like again, like the way Stallone is now playing old Rocky. Like right. there's never an attempt to fight anybody. He's just there as a sort of a presence that's right and there's this weird echo of, i felt like there was a weird echo of that just in terms of generational uh transition that's right. going on in, in tiger as well the old teaching the younger that's right or the right. older yeah mm-hmm. not that i would ever want to call Mickey or gold yeah yeah i don't he think seems, he wants to hear that no yeah. he seems like he seems like he wouldn't like that yeah i'm so young no but i think it's also that old versus um uh young mentality it's also the rules too yeah, tiger, yeah. right it's this old Rule stating that you have to look a certain way and be a certain way in a boxing ring, and it's this new era of, of of individuals that are coming into the country and and being raised in this beautiful different faiths and religions, and we have to start allowing that in other sports and venues, right? So it's this old school versus new school, old school teaching versus old, you know. So it's like this really unique. And people, nobody likes change. It's very hard to change the perspectives of. Of anybody, sure. I mean, especially rules that have been in stone for hundreds, hundreds of years. Yeah, right? yeah, but rules that were also designed unconsciously to keep out that's people right. who weren't conforming to the that's right. to the majority at the time. That's and right. The world is different now, and yeah, that's right. and things have to do with that. Yeah, and you get this internalized resistance too. Where it's just like people fall back on tradition instead of well, you know, a hundred years ago people were way more racist. Also, that's right. Tradition is that what we're yeah. supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a valid point. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's not when they make it, but when I throw it back at them, I feel yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, good for you, man. <laughs> but it is weird, right? It's it's weird that we're in a place where we're still arguing about this stuff. That we still feel culturally that we have to debate, you know, access and and, and it's crazy because we say this too. Like we're getting better, obviously. Like, but yeah. to think that this story happened just ten, like twenty, almost twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what the hell? I can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable, and it's still happening today. Like, well, there's still we're cases. Still, we're still, well, uh, you're the cases are still going on. Like it's unbelievable. Like Which, there's a kid right now in California, fourteen, fifteen years old, who's going through the same thing. He has a beer and a turban, and the commission won't even allow him to fight in the in the state. Still, so there's no and precedent. In Florida, there's a a female who who wears a hijab, and the and she wants to fight in the Olympics for twenty twenty, and they won't they won't allow her. So they're we're still going through this ethnic change, right? Not just in the U.S., no, but around sure, the world yeah. as well, right? Well, it's like, especially with the Olympics, right? It's you're going to be the face of the country. Are you going to look like that? Yeah. And that's what... But what if that's, that's what the face of the country is? Exactly. But at, you, exactly. You, t- you tell that to a majority of the people that don't... See, it's the, it's the idea of this is what my country stands for. And if it's a woman in a hijab and they're watching a lot of CNN and they're seeing a lot of these uh, stories come out, they're like, well, they, people forget right. that the same person in a hijab grew up in the exact same country as you know xyz 
right beside them in the same school, went to the same class. Listen to the same music, Listen watch the same, same shows, watch the same movies. That's it. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? And, and have that same... And they have the same, like, diverse group of friend circle. Yeah. And now they are working towards something. They get the support from their friends. They get the support from their families. And now they're like, well, uh, if you're going to represent a country in the Olympics, you can't look like, quote-unquote, a terrorist. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, the undertone was, what we also wanted with, with Tiger, is that when people hear the concept of the, of the movie, and it may sound ridiculous, well, it's just hair. Well, go, go, go cut your yeah. hair and come back, and then you can fight for your country. But it's like we're told on one hand, especially with social media, love who you are, accept who you are. And then you're told on the other hand, well, you have to change sometimes if you want to... Yeah, go wanna, along to get along. Yeah, that's right. And even when, you know, with, with us, we, from the very beginning, we've been getting backlash because it's, oh, who wants to see a guy in a turban and beard? You know, oh, this, you know, they're making a movie about racism. Well, we've seen so many of those. And it's like, it's, you know, I think they're missing the point on the fact that we're just trying to inspire people that they don't, we're just reassuring them that they don't have to change who they are. Yeah. But you're also you know you're you're sending you're sending a message to people who do have turbans and beards that they can be in movies too right. Right? that there's a world that accepts all of that like, that's right exactly not all not all, we don't just want to educate you know the uneducated about a misunderstood religion which is Sikhism not many people understand <clears throat> why one chooses to have a beard and a turban and if they don't understand through Tiger at least we try to open that conversation elsewhere sure, yeah. But like you said, it allows other young filmmakers to come up and say, wow, if this Sikh guy is wearing a beard and a turban with no accent and he's, you know, showcasing our faith, our religion, I could do it too. Yeah, yeah. And then you start becoming, you start seeing more ethnic films and you start seeing more diverse cast and filmmakers and it's a really, really beautiful thing. So, and that's exactly what we're trying to, or what we try to do with Tiger. Yeah, representation is, I mean, it's it's something that... It matters. Something that hasn't been talked about enough and still isn't being talked about enough, but yeah, it absolutely matters. And, uh, you know, just as Rocky paved the way for Italian-American boxing knockoffs that happened through, like, throughout yeah, yeah, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's hope Tiger... I hope Tiger inspires additional yeah. films, additional ideas. They don't just have to be about standing up to prejudice. They can that's just right. be about anything. That's, that's right. right. And that's, I think, as a... Even a South Asian actor, it's like... You want to break that stereotype and just be a guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to define, I don't have to have, you know, this whole cultural background or a Bollywood song and dance to go along with my movies. And, you know, you want to break that. And just like how uh, African-American or, or black actors like Denzel Washington, Will Smith, all these guys, are just they're just guys. But I'm sure they had these uh, oh, yeah. scripts come their way or... You know, uh, people try to pigeonhole them into being very stereotypical roles. You know, they did. You know, I I look at that and I say that's that's inspiration for me. Right? Look what these guys have done. So, yeah. So what's next? Are you guys writing another one? Or? Yeah, we we uh, we have a company, Running Tiger Films. We have a couple of screenplays that we've written, a couple of other true stories, inspirational true stories that we're working on. But uh, you know, we're getting a couple of scripts, offers. yeah, offers that we're reading too. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what's next. We'll see what's next? More boxing. No. But you already trained. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no more boxing. We're, we're, I think our, our genre of, uh, of films are, are very like drama. We do like storytelling. We, we are big <clears throat> fans of cinema. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm not too crazy for uh, the, the streaming stuff. I, I love to sit in a cinema hall and just get lost 
in a story. Sure. And I, I don't want to lose that. I really don't. And I don't want uh, the next generation of kids to kind of lose that because you could watch, you know, sit, sitting at home is one thing. But like sitting in, the, in a movie theater, you, you can it's never replicate. You can, yeah, you experience. can't replicate that. Oh, yeah. Good. Keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need you. more of those. That's the yeah. plan. My thanks to Prem Singh and Michael Pugliese, who you can see co-starring in Tiger, which they also wrote, in theaters across the U.S. and Canada right now. Thanks as well to Brianna Hurley. She knows what she did. You can find Prem on Twitter at Team Prem Singh, all one word. And you can find Michael at M-J-P-U-G-L-I-E-S-E underscore. That's MJ Pugliese with an underscore. Or just search his name. And you can find Rocky on Blu-ray and DVD in a very good special edition from MGM Home Entertainment, as well as in an endless series of box sets featuring the Rocky franchise. It's also available on iTunes and Google Play. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Norm Wilner and elsewhere on the internet at NowToronto.com. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at Semcast, S-E-M-Cast, and on the web at SomeoneElsesMovie.com. If you feel like leaving a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy the show, that would be greatly appreciated. Every little bit helps. It truly does. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.